0: listening to the sex with Dr Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr Jess podcast. I am Jessica O'Reilly, your friendly neighborhood sexologist. And today is a big day for me and for my husband Brandon. It's our anniversary. It's been 17 years since we hooked up.
1: It has. It was a big night 17 years ago.
0: It was more like a 3 o'clock in the morning,
1: right? Yeah, I think it might have been Friday morning, but yeah.
0: And I think um, you might, if you listen to our podcast, I think I talked about our anniversary about a month ago. Because we have two anniversaries.
1: <laughs> yeah, did you give everybody the background on the sweet car that, that seduced you that night? No, tell me about your car. Purple Escort that I was driving hey. at the time, my mom's car. You're lucky to have a car. I am absolutely lu- lucky to have had a car. I don't think you saw that back then. It was, like, it was then. Like driving Barney. Around, yeah. If everybody knows Bernie, It was a bright purple car. It was awesome. It's actually where we hooked up. It full on is where we hooked up. Yeah. And hey, if, if my parents didn't know, now they know.
0: I don't think your parents listen to my podcast. Absolutely
1: do, do not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They'll be the last ones to call in. Uh, yeah, so we, we celebrate our wedding anniversary, which was last month. But the real celebration is, is this month. <laughs> because I don't know. I, didn't, I don't think our,
1: our... I'm laughing because it's like the hookup.
0: Well, I don't think our relationship started when we got married.
1: No, it started well before then.
0: Yeah, and uh, I I think... The wedding wasn't particularly important to me. Like, being with you is really important, but I didn't care much.
1: (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I
0: didn't care much about the wedding. So this is our big anniversary, and we don't do something specific to celebrate. We don't exchange gifts. We ordered some food. (laughs) We did. (laughs) Our regular Uber Eats. Actually, we're uh, at my mom's house.
1: Yeah, our dog is incredibly happy to be here. That's
0: yes, for sure. We're, we're celebrating by going to my mom's house because my mom is away. <laughs> and, you know, she left the keys, so that's, that's the cost. So we're coming up here just to get a bit of privacy because we don't um, have that at home. So we are celebrating in a way, just not in a, I guess, a traditional sense of a dinner out or something like that. But here's the thing. <laughs> Today... Is also, I think, and I, I haven't been counting exactly, some kind of guest meeting. Uh, today is day twelve.
1: <laughs> you haven't been guess- you haven't been counting. <laughs> today is day twelve, and it's now three quarters of the way through. I'm, the day. Just,
0: I'm like actually nervous to say it. So it's day twelve of a sexual dry spell, and to some of you that might sound like a really long time because maybe you have sex every day, and to some of you that might not sound long at all because maybe you tend to take longer breaks between. Sex and all of that is perfectly fine, but for me, it's a really, really long time.
1: Just for you or for us? I don't know. (laughs) I
0: mean, I'm not happy about it.
1: No, neither am I, (laughs) but life happens.
0: Yeah, and I've been really sick, and you got sick, and then... I actually have, uh, I have polyps on my uterus that I have to go get removed, and so that was basically, uh, Brandon's looking at me like, why are you telling people this? Like,
1: we're getting real here.
0: Well, I think it's important to talk about this stuff, and I, I'm not an expert at this, but I, I learned from Dr. Jessica Shepard about polyps and fibroids and how common they are, and, uh... So I have, I basically have been stuck with my period for a while. And of course, yes, you can have sex in your period, but whatever. We just haven't. Okay. And we've
1: we've been sick on and off for two and a half or three weeks and business is busy. And anyway,
0: and then like we have other stresses,
1: excuses. No,
0: I think I I don't, I don't feel I need to make an excuse. Like I, I I I feel, um, like, my, my, we were together last night, and then, like, at 11.30 at night, my dad needed me for something. Yeah. And so all of these things get in the way. Life gets in the way. It's no big deal. Um, and I said I was embarrassed to admit it, but I'm, I'm not actually upset about it at all.
1: Um, and neither am I, to be very clear.
0: I don't like it, but it doesn't upset me or concern me. Uh, I think I'm more embarrassed because I feel pressure as a sexologist that I'm always supposed to be having sex. Like, I remember being at a show with, um, with a porn star and he was always harassing me. What was his name? Ron Jeremy. And he was always harassing me and giving me a lot of hassle, always trying to hit on me, always asking like, Are you and your husband in an open relationship as though if I said, yes, that's an invitation that I want to have sex with him. Ugh. And
1: the way you described his interaction with you, ugh. because I wasn't there and whether I was there or not, it does, does not have any impact on on his behavior, but I'm or, or the way he interacted with you, but it was disgusting.
0: Yeah, there's more to it. I don't really feel like getting no. into that right now. But yeah, he was he really was um, aggressive. And anyhow, the story, the reason I'm telling the story is, we were together for a weekend at a show working, and at the end of the weekend, when I still hadn't had sex with him, ill, um, mostly because of his attitude. If you're wondering why I say ew. He said, well, uh, you can't be a sexologist. You didn't have sex all weekend. You didn't have sex all weekend. Mm, you, can't, you can't be a sexologist.
1: Are Gas- you? Gaslighting?
0: Yeah. He said, well, how can you... You can't say you're a sexologist. And he said something about having my sexologist card revoked. Well, here's the thing. They don't actually give you a card. I've heard <laughs> people say things
1: like that to you before. And it's such a... Sorry, to me, it's such a joke. Like, does your oncologist need to have had, had cancer... To be an excellent oncologist,
0: right? I also have does. had sex.
1: Yeah, no, 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 for <laughs> sure. But it's just—it's that argument that we, well, you know, you're you, if you if you haven't had it, you're you're not good at it, or you don't understand.
0: Well, right? I have had that too, uh, with guys being manipulative. Like, well, you can't be that good if you're only having sex with one person. I'm like, does that work? Do women actually have sex with you to prove you wrong? Because you are absurd. Anyhow, I wanted totally to just—it's okay. Right yeah. I wanted to bring it back to why I feel shame, and it's because other people have kind of put that shame on me, and I guess I've accepted it. Uh, Anyhow, I don't feel ashamed that we haven't had sex in a couple, almost a couple weeks. Um, I'm more frustrated by it. And as soon as we're done this podcast, we can definitely fix it, because now we're finally alone and feeling a little bit better. Um, Anyhow, we got to talking about it today in the middle of the day. I was saying, oh my god, we haven't had sex in so long. and, And we are usually really good about prioritizing sex.
1: Yeah, we definitely prioritize it. You are. You know, I'm, I'd like to say I'm the planner, but I'm definitely not the planner. No,
0: you're not a planner. But if I'm going planned. away, no matter how tired we are, no matter what's going on, like you always make sure you sneak up from behind. it's <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> so, my jam.
1: Yeah. That's how I roll. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, but you, no, we do, we make it a priority. And I think that my travel schedule forces us to, because if I'm going away for four days, I know I'm not going to be having it. Unless of course, Ron Jeremy talks me into it. Ugh. So... We got to talking about it today and Brandon started telling me that, you know, he, you haven't even thought about sex some days and that you feel like you, like, even though you know better, you feel bad about that because men are supposed to always want sex. And I thought that this was a really important discussion because we do need to recognize that male sexuality and male sexual desire is complex and varied and nuanced and just as diverse as women's but we tend to paint men with this broad stroke of oh I'll give him sex and he'll be happy food and sex and i don't know about the men you're around and if and if if you do want sex all the time that's okay too but the men that i'm around and i'm around most a lot of men and i hear from literally thousands of men every year there's just a huge variation in experiences and Brandon you're really good at I think just talking about your experience so maybe you can t- talk about the fact um I, I don't know what you were saying to yeah, me I earlier mean, I brought you here for a you reason you brought me
1: here for a reason it's yeah. not just for my my face for radio <laughs> it's uh I, I do think that men are, are are expected to be constantly thinking about sex or wanting or desiring and over the last couple of weeks, you've been, you've had a terrible cold. I I've got a terrible cold. I've been incredibly busy with work, as have you. And I've almost felt bad for not wanting sex all the time. And I think that society tells us, hey, man, you're there's something wrong with you. If you don't always want sex as a guy, or at least that's kind of historically how it's, uh, how it's been where, you know, men just want it all the time. So for a, a while, I would question is there something wrong with me? Because I don't want it all the time. And I have gone days where I'm like, I haven't really thought about it that much. And it's not on my mind because I'm consumed with other things. Oftentimes it's work. So it just kind of sparked a conversation because it's been 12, you know, a couple of weeks since we've had sex. And and. not 12 you, weeks. Not 12 weeks. Then I'd be losing weeks, my yeah. mind. But I said to you, I was like, you know, it almost it reminds me of the time where I, I felt shame or I felt like there was something wrong. I questioned if there was something wrong with me because I'm not, we're not having sex and I'm not thinking about it that much.
0: Yeah, you've said that to me before. Like, I actually remember years and years ago before I was ever working in this field, uh, you had talked about worrying that you weren't as interested in sex as other people. And I mean, I, you certainly have interest in sex, but you had said something like, you know, if I don't think about it for a few days, like, is something wrong with me?
1: Yeah, of course. Because I- I'm sure you have fleeting thoughts, but it wasn't something that was on my mind all the time. I'll just, I had focused, my um, my attention was focused on other things.
0: And I think, I, I guess the reason we're talking about this is to debunk the notion that something is wrong with you, that you're unhealthy, that you need to get checked out. The reality is, some people think about sex all the time, and some people don't think about it at all, and wherever you fall on the spectrum, you're okay. So the reason I wanted Brandon to come on and talk a little bit about how you are feeling, babe, or how you have been feeling, is that I think it just needs to be normalized for men. because. Men won't talk about that with other men generally. Like when I work with couples, and I'm in, always in big groups, they'll make jokes. Some of the men will make the men's. Some of the men will make jokes that, oh yeah, of course we're always in the mood. And the men who are not, and they are always in the room, will never speak up. And even the women, I'm talking about hetero couples right now are embarrassed to admit that their male partners don't always want sex because then the women think something's wrong with them they think that they're not attractive enough so we need to dismantle these notions of gender that paint men as always hungry sexual beasts and also position women as valuable only for their sexual attractiveness because it's messing all of us up and You've probably heard the statistic that men think about sex every 7 seconds. I mean that's just absurd. That would be something like 8,000 plus times How could you a day. I get
1: anything done.
0: I know, right? Can you I guess if you were working in sex? Absolutely. <laughs> but so I don't know the source for this absurd statistic, but there actually is a body of research that offers a more realistic look at sexual thoughts. So one study found that men think about sex an average of 19 times a day and women report an average of 10 sexual thoughts a day. And what's interesting is that men also spend more time thinking about other biological needs like food. So men think about food 18 times a day and sleep 11 times a day, which is more than women Mm. uh, on average. But again, 19 times... I don't know, babe, do you think about sex 19 times a day?
1: Absolutely not. Not, not. I would say over the last couple of weeks, absolutely not. And even uh, before then, I don't think I think about sex. So I'm here to say to all the men that are listening to this, I certainly do not fall into that, uh, that category um, in terms of how much you think about sex and even how much I think we're told we're supposed to desire sex.
0: Yeah, actually, I think we struggled that with that a long time ago when we first met, because I think I wanted sex more than you back then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I know that was like, I think you felt a little emasculated. Is I that- certainly
1: would say that I felt emasculated by that feeling, that disparity between how much you wanted to have sex and how much I wanted to have sex. And then, of course, that changes over time, because, um, you know, how I feel today and how I feel six months from now may, may be completely different, or even in six days from now, my desire changes over time. And I'm sure, I, and I know that yours does too. But at the time, I was certainly um, uncomfortable with that disparity.
0: Yeah, and I think even when you have the good information, like you know that you shouldn't be worried that you haven't been thinking about sex this week, cause you have a lot going on. But you still there's a little voice in your head because of all of the. Gendered stereotypes. It's like, oh, is something wrong with me?
1: Absolutely, and and you brought it up earlier. I don't talk about sexual frequency with my friends, with my male friends. It's not something where I open up to them. And I'm not saying other men don't have that kind of relationship, but I don't call or see my friends, and that's the first thing we're talking about <laughs> ever.
0: Believe it or not, that's uh, not what I talk not. about. Yeah,
1: no, and I'm not saying that <laughs> women necessarily open up right away, but perhaps the closer ties that women have to friends allows them more of an opportunity to do that when. I really think about how many close friends I have, where I would be even comfortable having that conversation, it, it is very few.
0: Yeah, so so I think if we wrap frequency, I, I want to move on to something else. I want to talk a little bit about casual sex, because again, we have this idea that men just want casual sex, and again, the data, when you ask them behind closed doors and there's no need for heteronormative ma- macho performance... Satisfaction rates for men when it comes to sex are actually higher in committed relationships than when they're having casual sex. Now, you need to be having sex in your relationships. Certainly, there are people who are in relationships who aren't having sex, so they're not going to be satisfied. But, um, you know, there was a study that looked at, I think, the results of 197 proj- uh, research projects, and they found that. Factors that are related to high sexual satisfaction for men, too, include strong communication, intimacy, and personality similarities between partners. So, again, men aren't just these animalistic beasts who need to have nothing but put their penis in whole. hole. And it's interesting, the same study found that having more sexual partners was linked with lower levels of sexual satisfaction. Now... There are exceptions. Whatever you're experiencing is perfectly cool. But I want to ask you a bit about casual sex because, I mean, we've been together a really long time, but obviously we had sex before you met me.
1: I did, yeah, once. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hopefully more than once. <laughs> uh, but you weren't particularly into casual sex.
1: I didn't have a lot of casual sex, no. I, I was more relationship sex. Yeah. <laughs> was that a
0: choice or?
1: Um, I think that there were some notions that I associated with sex or some... Uh, some ties associated with sex where I I felt a a sense of guilt around the idea of casual sex growing up. And I don't know where that guilt came from. I'm not Catholic. I went to a Catholic high school. Maybe it came from there. I I don't want to start trying to pinpoint it in this short uh, recording. But I do think that um, I had some associations with casual sex that prevented me from really enjoying what it could have been. So I didn't have a lot of it, though. But now, like, would you, if you were single, do you think you'd have casual sex? or? Um, that's a great question. I don't know if I was single, if I would have a lot of casual sex. I feel like there's a lot of effort involved. Maybe you could get some people to chime in on on you know, how much effort is involved in casual sex. Does
0: that speak to how much effort you put into sex with me?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely not. Oh, I'm not. I'm not walking down a good path here.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up, that some people are into casual sex, and that's totally cool, and some people aren't, and it's not entirely gendered. And in fact, I remember seeing this study that women are more open to casual encounters when we feel safe and when the social stigma because the social stigma of casual sex is far more intense for women they can be far more open but we don't tend to be because we first first of all we just are worried about our physical safety and and secondly we're worried about the social judgment that comes with it so
1: well let me let me turn the tables on you really quickly would you be like how would you feel now about the idea if we weren't together having casual Uh, sex
0: sometimes i like the idea of casual sex because i like the idea of not having to talk to so, <laughs> so here's the, therein lies the rub. Brandon doesn't want to put in the effort. I don't want to have the conversation. To to <laughs> uh, no, but I like the idea of just, you know, like sometimes I'll be on an airplane or something like that, and I'm like, you know, it would just be fun to just do it without talking. But I think, practically speaking, I prefer to be in a relationship. Yeah, and I I think I also sort of like the best of both r- worlds, like i would be open to having casual sex and also being in a relationship with you yeah just you know something like that Uh, the, the other thing i was i wanted to talk about was how long it takes men to get in the mood for sex.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: Because, again, there's this idea that women are a lot of work, and you've got to so take you your time. So you know you're going to tell everyone s- how
1: much work I oh am. Oh, my guys. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I need uh, my candles, I need my, my smell, my bath salts.
0: Well, <laughs> I, it's funny because, and these numbers seem very high to me, maybe I just don't take enough time, but a Canadian study out of the University of New Brunswick found that men and women desire an average of 18 and 19 minutes of foreplay respectively so men want 18 women want 19 Brandon how many minutes of foreplay like
1: 18 <laughs> seconds of-
0: That's <laughs> not true foreplay. you you like to relax first
1: I, I have to be relaxed yeah. that, that is not a joke I am not I am not kidding around right now I need to be relaxed and I actually struggle with that immensely because I have so much I feel like I have so much going on uh, at any given point in time and I know that you do too that all of a sudden turning it off and being in the mood is very, very difficult.
0: Yeah, you, you also like a lot of physical touch first. Like, I find you always want to kind of lie next to me. I need you to hold me. <laughs> you do need me to, to hold you. No, I do not
1: need you to hold me.
0: You do like to be held,
1: though. So. Make it out like I'm being cradled like a baby.
0: You don't like being cradled?
1: No, not so much. But I do find I need physical touch to, to relax and to be in the mood.
0: Well, and studies actually show that men are happier in their relationships when they cuddle with their partners more frequently.
1: So there's a whole lot of cuddlers out there that are just not admitting to it.
0: Well, I think it's actually really sad and I think it's changing. I think that younger men are more open to talking about the way they feel. I saw this really interesting study that found that men are neurologically more emotionally responsive than women, but our culture hinders the, the open expression of those emotions. So when you hook them up to brain scans and expose them to different emotional stimuli, their brains are more active in emotional response areas. But when you ask them how they felt, they're less likely to express those emotions as openly. So
1: is it a, an, ex, an inability to express themselves or do you think it's a social pressure not to express yourself in a certain way?
0: Oh, I don't think men lack the capacity
1: to express themselves. Yeah, we're not taught though to how to express ourselves.
0: Perhaps. Yeah. So maybe it's, but that's still socialization to me. Yeah.
1: I do think that the generations coming up are much more open, uh, whether they're communicating or just conveying their needs to their partner. I think it's great.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm of the belief that marriages and relationships are going to be so much better moving forward for a couple of reasons. One, I think we're breaking down gender barriers. Two, I believe that technology actually has the capacity to enhance relationships. And three, I also think that people are opting out of long-term monogamous relationships, the ones who are not suited to them, because we're giving people more options.
1: Well, when people are getting married later, what were you saying the average age is now? For- it's
0: gone up between 29 and 31, depending on your gender and where you live. Which are. gives
1: people an opportunity to explore a little bit more before they commit.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. So uh, I'm going to go to another myth that we often hear, and that is that men never fake orgasms. Never, (laughs) never. I saw this survey, so it's just a survey. It's not actually a piece of research in in the traditional sense, but it revealed that 14% of men say that they have faked it at least once, and 20% say that they've done it more than once. So Brandon
1: hundred percent. I faked it. <laughs> yeah, I have. I had I had a reason though. I was on some medication at oh, the time.
0: Oh, like were you, do you um, want to
1: say? No, I don't want to say, okay. but I was on some medication at the time and I, um, I could not, I could not finish.
0: You just wanted to get it over with?
1: I am not like, I don't know how else to explain it. It had to end. <laughs>
0: like, for
1: me, I had no energy left. What did you do? <laughs> I gave an Oscar winning performance. Like what? Or an Emmy winning like, performance. Like, can you give us
0: the sound music. effects that you made?
1: Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, gosh, this is the best ever. <laughs> no, it was
0: a... I, I hope that's not what you did. I don't know no. that she would have bought it. No, definitely
1: not.
0: I wonder, I was trying, would you admit if you'd faked it with me?
1: I feel like you'd just tell me. Uh, I think I would just tell you. Absolutely. You'd be
0: like, I'm not going to seminate. Just <laughs> <laughs> he likes to use those ridiculous words.
1: We've had encounters over, or, um, or <laughs> we've had instances oh, where yeah. I'm like, I cannot get into this.
0: You mean that time?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> we know what we're talking yeah. about. Oh, long, a while ago. Yeah, I do remember that. It was in a public setting, correct?
1: It was in a public <laughs> setting. <laughs>
0: and maybe we'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Men fake it. Men... N-
1: not just Brandon.
0: Not just Brandon. Men don't think about sex every seven seconds. Men want, me- men want meaningful relationships as much as women do. And men don't necessarily want to rush into sex or get it over with as quickly as possible. And the reason I wanted to debunk these myths is that I'm, I'm getting tired of seeing men painted as one-dimensional or as really simple because that, the men that I am seeing in my work. And maybe it's because they are primarily entrepreneurs or men who are running big businesses and they have a lot on their plate. They're not just animalistic beasts. And if you could have the information to know that it's okay, if you're not in the mood for sex, it's okay. If you're a woman with a man and you want sex more than him, all of these things are okay. You just need to talk about it. and, And we got onto this because we're having this sexual dry spell.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm deep and complex,
0: right? <laughs> well, you are. Of course <laughs> you are. And we needed to break it, but then we kind of just started chatting about how you felt about not thinking about sex. And uh, the data actually shows that 28% of men report having a low sex drive that they find distressful. And I, th- I wonder if that number on one hand might rise because we have so much stress in our lives, so many demands of a hectic lifestyle, so many distractions. But I also wonder if that number could also be overestimated because the minute you don't think about sex, you get distressed and think there's something wrong with you because you've been told that men must always think about sex.
1: That's what I think. I think when we're told, when there are these myths that men talk about sex every, or sorry, think about sex every seven seconds, If you don't have any other information readily available, you Mm -hmm. start thinking to yourself, is there something wrong with me because I'm not thinking about sex enough? And that's really where this, the reason why I brought it up with you Mm -hmm. uh, today or yesterday was because I remember thinking, I haven't thought about sex in a while. And is there something wrong with me? Mm -hmm. But I had to remember, no, there's not. I have a lot going on in my life and there's a lot of other things that are consuming my time and my energy and that's okay.
0: Yeah, good. Well, I'm glad you didn't need me to tell you because I would have billed you.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. I'll remember that for the next time.
0: Uh, the other thing is I, I came across this research piece out of England and they asked people in committed relationships if they wanted to have more sex if they wish they were having more sex. And 41% of men said, yes, I wish we were having more sex in this relationship. And 59% of women wow. said they wish they were having more sex. So sometimes we're not having the sex we want because we're not making the time or because we're waiting until we're in the mood to that's have sex it's such and
1: an interesting statistic too because you would assume the way that the media portrays it is mm-hmm. that in a relationship women are always fending off the man I in, wish in, in a relationship <laughs> I wish I was fending you off but no in all seriousness if yeah. you watch sitcoms if you watch no, of course. I, I mean they're always like oh you know they, they always you know the man's always watching it and yeah. that's not always clearly that is not always the case
0: yeah and I certainly think that my listeners already know these things I just really wanted to share your story because I think that hearing it not based in data and not just from like a so-called expert like me, but yeah, a, nice. a, a man.
1: There you go. That's quite the, the, the list, the checkmark, I get.
0: <laughs> hey, Brandon, you're a man, <laughs> and
1: you don't have a lot of... <laughs> Statistical knowledge about (laughs) what's going on.
0: Come tell your story. No, I also thought uh, it's important to maybe talk about the fact that we're in the sexual dry spell. But we're going to go now because we have... We're going to
1: break the spell. Yeah,
0: no, we're alone tonight. So, and actually it's kind of like, I feel kind of awkward now that we talked about it, but I'm sure as soon as I...
1: You know what I'll need? I'll need a lot of caressing. Oh, to, to get in the mood fine. you know what I'll need 36 minutes not 18 minutes oh uh,
0: 36 minutes
1: mm-hmm. I'm just
0: in 36 minutes I want minutes. a back
1: rub that's what I want
0: in 36 minutes we're gonna have dinner <laughs> sex and start watching Downton Abbey twice <laughs> twice no way not even for our anniversary anyhow folks thanks for listening I hope that was interesting uh I'm always soliciting your feedback and open to your topics. And I know that the listenership is quite varied because we have listeners now, not all over the world, but in many countries around the world. So if you have ideas or questions, definitely send them in. And hopefully Brandon's perspective has, I don't know, maybe made you think about things a little bit differently or feel a little bit ab- better about yourself. That's ultimately our goal. My goal is for you to feel better about yourself If you, whether the topic actually specifically pertains to you now or maybe pertains to you at a different point in your life, maybe in the past or in the future. So I need to say a big thank you to Desire Resorts for their support of the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Big thanks to you, babe, for putting, putting off breaking the dry spell for you another 25 minutes.
1: T- tune in again for another chapter of Brandon's Life.
0: Do you want to come back on after we break
1: the dry spell? (laughs) So in three minutes?
0: I was actually trying to break the dry spell before the podcast.
1: I thought it wouldn't wouldn't be right if we broke the dry spell.
0: But let's be honest about what happened. What happened? It was the nest cam.
1: Oh yeah, we're the at my mom's room. house, the, there's and a we nest saw cam. we saw
0: a nest cam in the living room, and we we're like, ah, "I brought that up." Forget it. Let's just do the
1: podcast. Yeah, let's do the podcast. Yeah.
0: Anyhow, thank you so much to you for listening. Follow along. I'm at Sex with Dr. Jess. We've got big plans in the work with works with at Happier Couples, and if you're looking for this good-looking man next to me, it is at Where in Toronto. You can find him off of my Instagram as well. So, thank you so much. Have a lovely week, and we'll be back again next Friday. 9 a.m. And I've got a really interesting guest
1: next week. Who have you got? Can you disclose? It's not you. It's not me.
0: (laughs) Have a great week, guys. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life.